two, season two, episode one. It's been a while coming, but I'm back. Our uh, guest today is Matt Knight, and uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this pod. G'day, Matt, and welcome to the first episode of the season two of In the Nick of Time. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. Tell the listeners about yourself. Uh, well, uh, I grew up in um, Tasmania. First or oh, 12 years, I lived in um, Smithton down Circular Head, then moved to Burnie for about four years before I headed to Canberra, where I attended the Australian Institute of Sport. Um, from there, I went to America for four years, where I got to play college basketball and attain a um, education then um spent about 12 years playing professional basketball so small country boy got to see the world Um, (laughs) yeah very fortunate yeah so you were born in bernie what was that like growing up around the bernie and circular head area i loved it um dad obviously played footy down at smithton so uh every chance i got i was at the training with him on a tuesday thursday night or on the weekends um on the bus with uh, the under-18 footy side and then back on the bus with Dad's senior side. So oh, it was a, a great place to grow up and, um, yeah, pretty lucky to have the childhood I did down there. Yeah, so your dad's played VFL, AFL football? Yeah, yeah. I think he, for Collingwood, yeah, yeah. He played five senior VFL games and uh, the rest are in the reserves. Did you did you ever cross your mind to be... to? try for AFL or was it always basketball? Uh, there was times in um, when I was growing up down in Smithton, I played under-16s in the circular head comp um, when I had free time away from basketball and then when I moved to Burnie, I played a couple of games for Burnie High in the senior season and then, um, but then for basketball pretty much nearly six or seven days a week so there were times I wanted to play footy but um, yeah, went down the basketball track yeah, so how did you land a spot on the TIS? TIS? AIS? Uh, AIS. AIS, well, yeah. Originally, we started at the TIS. Yeah. I was offered a basketball scholarship there with about three other people, I think. And then um, just through the under-16 and under-18 nationals, um, playing for Tassie, just had a few good games here and there and got my name put forward and I uh, was fortunate enough to receive a, a scholarship. Yeah, so what was that like? Yeah, no, it was a, uh, a great experience um, training against 12 of the best under 18, under 19 um, basketballs in the country. So every day it was a full-on session, whether it's in individuals, weights or whatnot, you're just going against the best. So that terms was a fantastic, but living in Canberra in the middle of winter, that was probably <laughs> one of the lowlights of... Uh, Six a.m. weight sessions and minus two degrees was not fun. Yeah, how long were you there for? I was only there for oh, about eight months, I think, because um, we had our Australian Under Twenty World Championships that year. So that was one of the reasons I really went to the Institute of Sport was to help my chances being selected. And then once that was over in July, I headed over to Loyola Marymount in America to take up the college scholarship. Yeah, so did you head over there alone? or? Uh, I was fortunate enough to go with uh, Damien Martin, who was at the Australian Institute of Sport with me, and um, also a part of the Australian Under-20 team. So 
we're kind of like a, a little joint package to Royal <laughs> Marymount. So yeah, um, it was fantastic uh, having Damien there. That was the start of our uh, career together, really. 14 now, 15 years on the same team. Yeah. So your freshman year, you got injured? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, just before I left, I had uh, a bone spur removed from my left ankle. And um, had surgery done in Canberra, flew home to Tassie the two days after. I got the all clear and then um, flew back to America. And then I still remember clear as day. The first weekend in uh, college, we have our first basketball team meeting, get to meet all the players and coaches and um, wake up that morning like with massive sweats, but I'm freezing cold. Uh, I went to see our assistant coach and he sent me to the head trainer and they took my temperature and I think it was 105, 106. Jeez. So so got rushed to uh, the hospital where they uh, had to cut the scar open and then, um, yeah, found out my uh, where I had the surgery had got infected. So had to have a second surgery to get that cleaned out. Yeah, so how many games did you play in your freshman year or did you play any? Uh, I think it was only about... 10 or 12 in my freshman year yeah. um, it was a big setback um, it was a long recovery or rehab process from it so yeah, it would have been about 10 or 12 games max that I played freshman year which was uh, disappointing when you go all that way you weren't going to be over there playing but um, unfortunately it didn't happen but I was still got to play 10 or 12 games Yeah. so your next year you were picked in the All West Coast Conference is that true? The yeah, yeah, first team all. Yeah, so I took massive steps um, working with the assistant coach over the summer and um, just got into better shape when I went back to college. And um, yeah, fortunate enough, the coach believed in me and um, ran a lot of sets through uh, through me, and it really developed my game. Yeah, so would, the culture would have been different over there, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, it's very different over there. Um, a lot of individuals over there that want to want to look after themselves. Yeah. Um, whereas back here, it's you got your mates back and all that. But um, it was a great experience. Um, you get to compete against some of the best athletes in the world. So um, on that side, it's a fantastic experience. Something you don't get over here in Australia, unfortunately. Yeah. So after your college bout, you had a workout with the Clippers. Is that? Right. Yeah, so um, after my senior year, I signed with a, an agent over in America and um, he got me a few tryouts. Um, one was with the Clippers, one was with Portland. Um, so that was a fantastic experience, even though nothing came from it, just getting to work out in front of those guys was uh, yeah, something I'll never forget. Yeah, so you come back to Australia after that? Yeah, so... Um, I got an offer to come back and play with the West Sydney Razorbacks, who were coached by Rob Beveridge, who um, coached our Australian under-20 team. So yeah. I remember I was in LA and I get a phone call from Damian Martin telling me um, they've got a spare spot there for me if I want it. So I spoke to Bevo and he said, yeah, it's there. So I was on a plane the next day heading to Sydney. Was that something that you – were you always looking at coming back to Australia early on or did you want to stay over in America? Uh, no, I was either after my senior year and things didn't go to plan in America that I either wanted to try Europe or come back home. But when I got this opportunity to come back and play with Bevo, 
who I got a lot of respect for and with Damien, um, I jumped at the chance to get back home and spend summer back here in Australia. So, yeah, no, um, that was a decision I went with. Yeah. What were the West Sydney Razorbacks like? Uh, it was a, um, a team that had some success earlier on, but then um, a few things happened Then a new owner came in. Um, he was uh, not the most reliable owner, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we played out at the home bush and probably only averaged around a thousand fans if that. So yeah. we're a younger team, but um so it was a good good experience to come back to the NBL. It wasn't a lot of pressure on us, which was fantastic. But yeah. um yeah, a lot of off court stuff. And then the second year, um our owner just got up and left, sent an email to our coach saying he's no longer gonna look after us anymore. <laughs> so uh, there's some highs and lows that are uh, one day we were in the league, the next day we were out of the league, and the next day we were in. And there was times where during the season, our second year, guys would just show up and weren't sure if we had a job or whatnot. But thankfully, the NBL stepped in and um, allowed us to finish the season. So it's probably one of the tougher years in the NBL that year. <laughs> so you look back overseas after that? Yeah, so as soon as that season finished, um, I was offered a chance to go to Hungary um, in Keshkemet in Hungary. Um, never heard of the place or really about <laughs> Hungary, but I uh, jumped on a plane about two days after the season finished and um, went from summer in Sydney to winter in uh, Hungary, which was a, an eye-opener walking off the plane. Um, I thought I was rugged up, but uh, as soon as I landed, it was straight to the next shop to get some more uh, woolen, woolen <laughs> clothes because I think it was about minus 15 when I walked off the plane and I'd never been in weather like that. So it was a real shock and I was like, what have I signed up for? <laughs> yeah, what was that whole experience like? I loved it. Um, getting to play, I'd always wanted to go play overseas and even though I was only a short amount of time, um, three months, I think, because I just finished their season, um, just to get to see another country, uh, play in another country. Their fans over there, there's no other fans like them. Um, a lot of them are soccer fans, yeah. so they, they get into it. There's flares going <laughs> up in the stadium, drums beating. Um, yeah, they love it. and They treat you like royalty if you're on the basketball team, so... Um, no, nah, it was a fantastic experience, and that's why I decided to go back for another year after. Yeah, so when you went back, were your intentions to stay for longer than you did, or were you expecting just a couple of years overseas and then come back? Uh, I was expecting probably to see what happened. I wanted to spend a full season in yeah. Hungary, or in Europe actually, but I ended up in Hungary. And um, yeah, I enjoyed my experience there, but. Um, the team I was at it was probably a semi-professional team. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of the success, made the um, playoffs and whatnot, but um, I was getting a bit homesick, um, being away for so long. Obviously, Christmas time, didn't get to come home. With the American imports, they got to go home. So that, that was tough. And then um, just speaking to mates back here in Australia where it's summer and I'm walking out with like three layer jackets on just to stay somewhat warm. And then um, Bevo reached out to me and said, so, uh, I wanted to know if I'd be interested in coming back. And once I got that offer, it was pretty much made my mind up, yeah, I want to go back to Australia. 
Yeah. So you saw him with Perth then? Yep. Yeah. So saw him with Perth probably three quarters of the way through my Hungarian season. Um, the Hungarian team wanted me back, but I was ready to go back to Australia by that stage. Yeah. So you signed straight from Hungary to come back in. Was it in season here or not? No, nah, season uh, had just finished here when I'd signed. Yeah. Um, they just won the grand championship here, I think. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I'd signed. And then, um, yeah, I flew back home to Tassie where I spent a couple of weeks with mum and dad before moving over here to WA. Yeah. So you pretty much written yourself as an icon for the Wildcats. How's that whole experience been? You've won championships. You've you've done it all pretty much. Yeah, no, um. I was just honoured to be part of one of probably the most successful sporting organisations in Australia. Um, yeah, this the fan base here, is, there's nothing like it in Australia. Um, obviously, when I first got here, we played out at Challenge Stadium, which was about 4,000, and it sounded like there was about 15,000 in there. Yeah. But, um, and then moving to the arena in the city where you get 13,000 every night, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's an unbelievable experience. And like you said, um, Achieved it all over here. Obviously, the highlights of winning championships. Um, yeah, it's something you'll never forget. Um, three championships in seven years over here. Well, the highlights, but there's a lot of lowlights as well with, with all the injuries. Yeah. Did you expect to stay that long there or not? Uh, I wasn't sure. I'd wanted to because I'd obviously playing in Sydney. You'd hear about the Wildcats and that. And, um, and then I uh, first contract I signed here was three years. Yeah. And then um, I think after my third year, Bevo didn't come back. And that's when quest I started to look to see if there's anywhere else I wanted to go. Um, but then I'd met my partner, my wife at that stage, and um, she's from WA. So uh, we just lost a grand final, two grand finals in a row. So kind of wanted to come back and finally get over the hurdle and yeah that year we did what did a typical week as a Perth Wildcats player look like yes yeah, so, uh well, pre-season I would have weights from 7 30 to 8 30 and then um guys would go to the physio or get treatment whoever needed it and then um we'd have breakfast provided up in our team office area and then um Guys would do individuals, 20-minute individuals with their position coaches and then would probably train from 9.30 to 12. Then guys would probably stay for an extra half hour, get some shots up. Then it was recovery, lunch at the office, and then um, guys would probably have school visits two or three times a week. Yeah. And then in season, it was very similar, but um, probably have a couple more days off during the week just to recover from games and obviously practice got shorter and shorter as the season went on. So, yeah, no, it's a full-on gig. Um, Pre-season in any sport really is pretty tough, but um, the more more you do, the easier it seemed to get for me. So I knew my body better. So knew when to go hard and when not to. Yeah, did you have any, like, pre-game rituals or anything like that that you had to do or else, you know... yeah, so obviously I had two shoulder injuries while I was over here and whatnot. Um, so once I had those, I had to get my left shoulder taped first and my right shoulder. 
and then I'd uh, put my singlet on and then I wouldn't put my warm-up shirt on until just before we walked out for team introductions. And I always made sure that's what I did every game. Yeah. I don't know why I did it, but <laughs> I must have had a good game the first time I did it, so I <laughs> continued to do it after. Yeah. How do you see your overall career in the NBL? Yeah, no, I've been away from it for three years now, so I've had a little bit of time to sit back and see what I've done. Um, there's been you know, quite a few highlights that I'm pretty proud of, like winning most improved, runner-up MVP my second year in the league as yeah. a, a 21-year-old. Um, pretty impressed with that. Then the championships, uh, but most of all the mates you make along the way. Um you go, you go to war with these guys every day. Um, during season, you see them more than your family. Yeah. Uh, the mateship that come out of it, but yeah, the championships, but then yeah, also the injuries. Um, unfortunately, uh, my career was cut short due to concussion. So that that's a hard pill to swallow that I was forced into retirement and yeah. didn't get to do it on my own terms. But looking back, I, I can't complain about the career I had. I traveled the world. Um, won championships, that's what we all play sport for. So, yeah, there's no uh, no complaints here. <laughs> yeah, you've had a pretty good career. Um, what's, what do you do now? Uh, so I've started up, I just do some basketball coaching over here, some kids here and there. Um, I'm coaching the WA State Under-18 Countryside. Yeah. Um, we are meant to go away this year. Well, it was my first year doing it, but obviously – with uh, COVID-19 and what's happened, it was cancelled. So I've got the gig again for next year. So hoping we get to go away next year because I, I really enjoy that side of it. I didn't think I'd get into coaching, but um, somehow I've managed to do it. <laughs> so that's your plans for the future? Uh, probably not. Um, I've always said to my wife and I as well that I don't want to do basketball my whole life. Yeah. Um, it's been a huge part probably the last... 20 years um i'm coaching my daughter's under eight side as well but i'll let her coach her for probably a year or two then i'll let her go on her own path and then yeah look to probably move away from basketball i reckon yeah coming back to tassie tassie getting the nbl side what are your thoughts on that oh super excited i wish it happened when i was playing yeah. um but no it's great for it's great for the state um they're long overdue their own um team in the national competition whether it's AFL or basketball so they've got a good, a good fan base down there there's a lot of exciting up-and-coming uh, talent down there so it just gives those kids something to aim for that um, you don't have to move to the mainland to chase your dreams having it there in Tassie allows them to stay there and um, hopefully the the fans get behind them obviously it's going to take a couple of years to build it up but yeah, I can't see why in a few years recruit well, keep the Tassie boys there, then they can compete in two or three years. That was going to be my next question. Why do you think it's so hard for people in Tasmania to get out? Is that because there's no Tasmanian side in a national league? or? Yeah, it's their chance to show that they'll get behind their own state. Yeah. Obviously, you've got the Hawthorne and North Melbourne come down for footy but um in the summertime obviously you've got the the um hurricanes down there but there's no other sport in the summertime so perfect time to get the family to go out 
Um, hopefully they do play games all around the state, but um, I know that's a big sticking point to a lot of basketball fans <laughs> in Tassie. It's the whole north versus northwest versus south. Yeah. But, um, hopefully they put that aside and just get out and support support their own team. Yeah. If you had something to say to a player that was up and coming now to look for the future, what would you say? Just work hard. I was um I was always told coming from Tassie that. I couldn't achieve what I wanted to do because because you're from Tassie, no one will take you serious or whatnot. So don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. Um, I wish we had a, a Tassie team when I was growing up, but now you've got that in place. It's something to work for. And basketball is a fantastic job to have. You get to travel the world. You get paid to do something you love. Um yeah, just work hard because there's always a kid out there working even harder. So just get out there and do whatever you can to make sure you're improving the game. Yeah. And last of all, if there was anything you could change or tell yourself when you were younger, what would you say? To to look after my body better. Um, I always thought recovery was kind of overrated. But, um, yeah, looking back, uh, it may have helped prevent a few injuries. So... Um, if, as long as you're doing the hard work, make sure you also look after your body in terms of diet, um, recovery, all that type, because um, it does play a huge part in what you do and you treat your body like a temple. Um, if you're injured, you're not out there doing what you're paid to do. So, yeah, I wish I'd taken care of my body when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Thanks, mate. It's been an absolute honour to have you on as that. First episode of the second season. No, I appreciate you having me on, mate.